Hello, ladies, and welcome to my podcast, Living a Sustainable Faith with Krista. It's Talkable Tuesday. This is where you will hear short, encouraging talks from the Word, and then have a hand-lettered printable made by myself attached for you to print off and continue to be encouraged by God's Word throughout the week. It's my desire to encourage you to be in God's Word, because when you are in His Word, you will grow in your faith and your life will be full. Let's go ahead and get started. You and your soul are going to love it. Ladies, this is my last chapel time talk. This is the talk I gave Sunday morning at the end of the women's retreat that I talked at. And as you'll recall, three weeks ago, I posed three questions to you, and we've answered two of them. Have you allowed the Lord to wash and clean you up? And we do this by confessing our sins and allowing the Lord to wash and clean us up. And that is done through Jesus' death and resurrection. It washes us and it cleans us up. And I related it to my washing machine. We put our laundry in and the washing machine does the work. We come before the Lord and the Lord does the work through Jesus to wash us and clean us up. And then, like those sheets that my grandmother would hang outside on the line, Jesus wraps himself around us and makes us clean so that we can be presented before the Lord. So have you allowed the Lord to wash and clean you up? If you haven't, ladies, there's no better time than now to confess your sins or a sin that's in the way and allow him to wash and clean you. The second question I posed, have you allowed the Lord to refresh you? And how do we stay refreshed? And I broke that question up and answered the first part. Have you allowed the Lord to refresh you on um, week number two? And how do we allow the Lord to refresh us? I talked about three ways. By confessing your sin regularly, by being in God's creation and allowing his glory to be wrap around you and refresh you. And then thirdly, he will refresh us when we pray. Just as Jesus went to him every time he needed a refreshing and he had done something, he had been with a multitude, he had performed miracles, he went to the Lord in prayer. He went to his father in prayer and was refreshed. Those were three ways that we talked about how you can allow the Lord to refresh you. And then on week three, I answered the second part of that question, how do we stay refreshed? And we talked about two ways that we can stay refreshed. Again, to be in prayer continuously, daily, daily come before the Lord. If we're not talking with the Lord and allowing him to talk with us, how are we going to stay refreshed? And the second thing we talked about that you can do to stay refreshed is to be in God's word daily. Let it wash clean and refresh you daily. Today, the final chapel time, I want to answer the third question. Are you a refreshment to others? But first, I'd like to go back to last week and encourage you about being in God's word, which is one way that we talked about that we can stay refreshed. Have you ever found an easier way to do something? You did it one way, and then because you've had to do this thing so many times over and over again, you found an easier way, a more enjoyable way, to where the task is no longer such 
a task that you don't like to do, but it's something that you actually maybe don't mind doing anymore. It makes life a little bit easier. Or you heard a tip about something and you tried it and it worked. And since I hang my clothes on a clothesline because I do not have a clothes dryer, I have come up with some tips, some tricks, and some preps that I have done in order to make the process of hanging my clothes on a clothesline a little bit more enjoyable. A tip I'd like to share with you is regarding hanging t-shirts on a clothesline. When you hang a t-shirt on the clothesline, you actually want to put your t-shirt upside down and hang it from the bottom. The reason why, and here's the little tip, if you hang your shirt from the collar on the clothesline and you put your clothespins on your shirt, you're going to have two tufts stick up. And so when you go to put that shirt on after it's dried and you take it off the line and you fold it and you bring it out of your drawer or off your shelf and you put that shirt on, you're going to have these two tufts that are going to stick up and you're not going to be able to put those things down until you wash that shirt again. So a little tip, if you ever hang t-shirts on a clothesline, hang them upside down, fold them over a little bit and put your clothespins on. And if you see a little mark on the bottom of your shirt, those kind of go away because they're not these tufts. It's just a little indent and they just kind of iron themselves out as you wear your shirt or as you fold your shirt and you keep them in your drawer. Doing some tips that you hear about can help make a task at hand easier, maybe even a little bit more enjoyable, and you'll get the desired outcome you want. In this case, you're going to get your t-shirts without these little pointy tufts on the top. A trick that I have learned about hanging your jeans is also hang those upside down. Why? Because it's easier to get the clothespins to go over your jeans at the bottom on the legs than if you were to fold your pants over the clothesline with your, um, your waistline. There is so much material there. One, your clothespins aren't going to open wide enough to be able to hold it. And so a little trick that I've learned is, again, Hang your jeans upside down. Hang them from the pants. And also the gravity will just kind of happen and all the water comes out. It dries your jeans really nice and it keeps your jeans formed right. Your waistline doesn't get stretched. It doesn't get all kooky. It's just hanging there and it just dries really nicely. Just a little trick of the trade, you could say, that allows for a desirable outcome. And in the end, it saves a whole lot of time because you don't have to do your laundry and wash the same set of clothes again. A little prep that I do that I've learned with my clothes when I'm going to hang them on a clothesline is I do a little prep inside my house before I even go out to the clothesline. I don't know about you, but I tend to keep all of my hand towels in my laundry basket on top of my washing machine, kind of off to the side until I have a whole bunch. And then I just do one load of hand towels. And sometimes I wait until like I have only one hand towel in a drawer. I don't know if any of you have ever done that, but I do. And so when I do this load of laundry, I have all my hand towels in there. And something I've learned to do is when I'm taking after my hand towels have been washed and cleaned and refreshed in my washing machine, I take them out. And when I take them out, I will lay them flat on my washing machine. I want to do the same to each towel. So if I'm going to lay them face down, I'm going to lay them all that way. So I'm going to pull them out of my washing machine one by one, smooth them out, 
and lay them upside down. And so now I've, when I'm all done, I've got this big stack sitting on my washing machine of damp hand towels that need to be hung. So I'm going to take that stack and I just lay it in my, in my clothes, in my, um, excuse me, in my laundry basket. I'll take my laundry basket out to my clothesline. I will then take my, um, my stack that's kind of laying in my laundry basket and I'm going to start at the end um, of the hand towel and I'm going to pick them up and I'm going to pick the first one up with my thumb and first finger. Then I'm going to pick up the next one between my first finger and my second finger. I'm going to pick up the next hand towel between my my um, second finger and my third finger and I'm going to do one last one with my pinky. So I've got four hand towels kind of hanging from one end out of my fingers. And then is what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my clothesline and I'm going to take the first, the hand towel that I picked up last, because now it's going to be right, right in front of the clothesline. And I'm going to fling it over the clothesline and let go of my pinky and let it just kind of, I'm going to lay it on the clothesline. And I'm going to do the next one the same way. I'm going to let go of my third finger and lay it on the clothesline, the next one and the next one. So I've got four towels now hung on the clothesline and I'm going to continue to do that until they're all hung up. Then I'm going to take my little clothespin bag, hang it on my clothesline. And I got my clothespin bag, by the way, ladies, from my grandmother. My mom saved it and she handed it down to me. I love this thing. It's the handiest little bag I've, oh my gosh, it just saves so much time. My clothespins are just like right there. All I do is pick them out of the bag and I go hang up. I just go, you know, put my clothespins on. So then once I've got all my towels just kind of flung over the clothesline, I'll go back with my clothespin and I will just um, readjust them a little bit. So only a little uh, flap is hanging over the, over the clothesline and I'm going to pin them. I let them all dry. Then when I come back to pick them up, I am now going to pick up all my clothespins all at one time, put them in the clothespin bag. Then I'm going to take the bottom of the towel that's hanging on the clothesline and I'm going to, again, take the first one between my thumb and my first finger. I'm going to pull it down. I'm going to go to the next one and I'm going to grab it with my between my first finger and my second finger. I'm going to pull it and I'm going to grab it down. And so now I've, I'm going to do that four times, right? All four fingers. I now have four hand towels all facing the same direction and I'm going to just lay them in my clo- in my laundry basket and I'm going to do that repeatedly until I have them all in my laundry basket now they're laying flat pretty much in my laundry basket I'm going to go in the house when I take this pile of hand towels out I'll put them on my bed or table wherever I'm going to fold them and they are now all flat pretty much they're all facing the same direction and now folding them up is just a snap I'm going to fold, 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 and they're all facing the right direction. I don't have to flip it around. I don't have to shake them out. They're, they're all ready to go. A little prep goes a long, long way to make the process a whole lot easier. And much like my tips, tricks, and preps that I've learned to do when hanging my laundry, which gives me the desired outcome that I want, clothes that look nice, they look not stretched out, it, it goes a whole lot quicker, and I don't have to do the laundry again, there are some tips, tricks, and preps that I want to share with you regarding being in God's word so that we can have the desired outcome, which is what? Being in God's word daily so that we get a refreshing from the Lord every day. So the first little tip I'd like to tell you about, about being in God's word so that you can get that desired outcome of being refreshed every day is take authority over your time with the Lord. That's the first little tip. You are in control of your life and what you do with it. 
We make time for what's important to us, don't we, ladies? So take authority over your time. If this is important to you, you'll fit it in. Number two, a little prep. Remove all the distractions. Turn off your phone, internet, computer, whatever distracts you in your home. Remove them so that you will be able to be focused on the Lord and prayer and his word and what he wants to say to you. That's number two. Number three, this is a little trick. Set aside a specific time each day to spend with the Lord. That way you don't have to think about it. You know exactly what time in the day that you've allotted, that you've set aside. And yes, life happens. It may change here and there. But typically, you know when you're going to be with the Lord. And you know, just to step back for just a second, when it comes to distractions, I'm going to let you in a little thing that I do. In the mornings is when I spend my time with the Lord. I don't even turn on my phone. I don't turn on my computer. I don't turn on the internet. I don't turn anything on until I have read his word. Because if I do, I'm going to get distracted. Oh, I'll just answer that one little thing. Oh, I'm just going to answer that one little email. Mm -mm -mm. I don't even turn it on. I just get those. I just don't even let that be a distraction. Just a little tip. So set aside a specific time. And mine is in the morning. Morning times for me, I'm a morning person. I get up before my husband and my son and I have my time. And I've really come to cherish that time. So ladies, what time are you going to set aside? What is a good time for you? Be creative if you have to. Switch some things around. I did. (laughs) I had to switch up when I get up. I get up early in order for me to have quiet time before my husband and my son get up. Number four, here's a little prep. Pick a place to spend your time with the Lord. Once you have your time, pick your place. Then you know right where you're going and you know when you're going to go there. And you've got your distractions out of the way. Make this place a place that you like to go. I have a place where I go. I have a specific chair that I go to and it looks out to my backyard or to our back acreage and I get to see God's creation while I'm in his word. I love it. It's my spot and it's my chair. What would be a great place for you to go? Is it maybe on your way to work? Is there a place that you can pull off to and have some time? Maybe it's when all the kids are gone, you got a special spot in your house and you go there. Whatever the place is, pick a place for you to meet with the Lord. Number five, a little trick I've learned, make your time and your place special for you and the Lord. Do you have a favorite coffee mug? Do you have a favorite pen? Favorite journal? Favorite Bible? Favorite place? Whatever it is, that will make you go there easier, that will allow you to go there easier, let me tell you, you're going to want to go there because it's your, it's your place. You picked it out. It's where you're going to be the Lord. It's you and the Lord's place and time. For me, I have a coffee mug. I love coffee. So I'm going to have my cup of coffee. And one thing I have done is I've also started, I will pray first and I won't have my cup of coffee until after I pray. It motivates me to pray. And now it gets a little bit easier to pray every day. So make your place and your time special. I also have a favorite coffee mug. Well, actually, I have favorite coffee mugs. I have like six coffee mugs that have different Bible verses on them. And you know what? I just go up in my little sh- up on my shelf, open up my cupboard, and I look and I go, hmm, which cup do I want today? Which one's going to say what I want it to say between the Lord and I? And I just pick the cup. I love it. It makes it special. It makes it fun. It's me and the Lord. We're going to have some time. Number six, a little tip. Before you start your time with the Lord each day, pray and clean your heart out. Why? 
because when you're in his word, it will be able to speak to you. You will have no roadblocks in the way. Lay it out. Confess what you need to confess and get right. Number seven, a little tip. Read God's word and expect it to guide you, encourage you, rejoice with you, and expect it to be alive. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul, joints, and marrow. God's word is alive. It will meet you where you're at. And if you've been in the word, you know, ladies, it does. And I've had the same experience. God will lead you to what he wants you to learn when he wants you to learn it. That's just a little tip. Read God's word, expecting it to guide you. I got that little tip from Priscilla Shire, by the way. Number eight, a tip, begin to tarry there. Tarry in your time with the Lord. Don't always be rushed. I know sometimes life happens and we are rushed, but you know what? Find time where you don't always have to be rushed. Tarry with the Lord. Let him speak to you there. You won't regret it. Number nine, here's an encouragement. Once you do these things, you will start to miss it if you skip it. And I know that from experience. That's why I put it there. When I'm not with the Lord, I feel it. When I don't have his word in my mind, in the front of my mind, I feel it as the day goes on. Because you know what? I can't do day-to-day life, all the things I need to do, relationships that we have, the bombardment with social media, the world and all of its troubles, ails, celebrations, excitements. It's hard to do everything if you're not filled up and refreshed by the Lord. And one thing that I have noticed, like I said, number nine, is once you start doing these things and you're with the Lord and you're not, you'll miss it. Number 10, and to encourage you, realize that by doing these things, you have just taken a huge step in your relationship with the Lord. And you've taken a huge step to be able to constantly be refreshed by the Lord through his word. How awesome is that, ladies? And isn't that what God wants us to do? He wants us to be refreshed through him, with him, and by him. You can do this, ladies. Get started today. Don't wait. Be consistent. Ladies, for those of you who haven't started I'm encouraging you to do it. Ladies, those of you who are in his word, I want to encourage you to keep doing it. You won't regret it. And so when we continually allow ourselves to be washed, clean, and refreshed by the Lord, our souls are filled up and we are refreshed, which leads to the third and final question that I posed today. Are you a refreshment to others? The definition of refreshment is something that refreshes, especially food or drink. The act of refreshing or the state of being refreshed. Refreshed means to make fresh again, to reinvigorate or cheer a person or cheer the mind or cheer the spirit. Can you believe the the dictionary definition actually said that? And do you notice that when you feel good, when you feel refreshed, which we do through prayer and through being in God's word, that it is easier to pass it on to others? It just kind of starts to ooze out of you. And you could say, you are being a refreshment to others. You are passing on that refreshed feeling. You know, I tell my son, son, you need to put the good stuff in in order to get the good stuff out, right? Good in, good out, bad in, bad out. It's all that. Ladies, let's put the good stuff in so the good stuff will come out and we will be a refreshment to others. You know, being a refreshment to others can be as simple as saying hi. And I've read this quote before, but I'm going to do it again. Dr. 
Diana Samuels, who is an MD, there's something very interesting when we smile at somebody. And smiling at someone can be a refreshment to someone. And here's what she says about smiling. She says, we can feel joy in our bodies because of the release of dopamine and serotonin, which are two types of neurotransmitters in the brain. Both of these chemicals are heavily associated with happiness. In fact, people with clinical depression often have lower levels of serotonin. Even just the simple act of smiling can help. She explains, smiling can trick your brain by elevating your mood, lowering your heart rate, and reducing your stress. The smile doesn't have to be based on real emotions because faking it works as well. Okay, that's pretty crazy, right? So when we smile, we actually just do that physical thing with our mouths, right? With our bodies of smiling. It releases the serotonin and the dopamine in our bodies. And we start to feel a sense of joy. Or you could say refreshment. But here's the great thing. Do you notice that when you smile at someone, ladies, they typically smile back. So when they smile back, what do you think is happening to them? Yep, they are getting that serotonin and dopamine boost as well. And they are feeling joy and refreshment. So ladies, just by smiling at somebody, you are being a refreshment to others. Is that cool? (laughs) I read about that and I just thought, you know, it's kind of like science is catching up to what God already knew. Because God says in Proverbs 11.25, a generous person will, will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. When we are refreshment to others, ladies, we'll be refreshed back. Is that crazy awesome? And that was written in Proverbs way back long time ago before science was really even known. How awesome is the Lord. And another great example of this is from Proverbs 51, which we've been, which I've referenced numerous times throughout the weeks here as we're talking about washed, clean, and refreshed. Verses 12 and 13 say, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. David knew if he could it be restored with the joy which is being saved and he is given a willing and he has a willing spirit to accept it he will then be able to teach others or refresh others you could say and turn sinners and point them back to Jesus because people are going to say David how in the world can you be happy David and people are going to say the same thing to you how in the world can you be happy well you know I have joy because I know I'm saved in God's salvation plan. I know where I'm going ultimately when this life is done, right? So we can have the joy no matter what's going on in our circumstances. And we can pass that on and refresh others. So ladies, to conclude these four weeks of chapel time talks, ladies, one, let's continually allow the Lord to wash and clean us. Two, let's pray and be in God's word to continually allow ourselves to be refreshed. Let's pray and be in God's word continually and allow ourselves to be refreshed from the Lord. Three, let's be a refreshment to others. And that can be done with just a simple smile. This week, I have a couple printables for you. I have one printable that says, and it's, I've, I've, um, 
I have handed this out before, but I want to do it again. It says, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So that is a hand-lettered printable that I have done, and I have it for you to print off and hang up to be encouraged. Be a refreshment to others. And then I have a handout that I gave the ladies on Sunday as we left to continue to be in God's word and to continue to be refreshed and to dwell on the things that we had talked about. Ladies, I want to encourage you, let the Lord wash, clean, and refresh you. And then you can be a refreshment to others and point others to Jesus. Because isn't that the ultimate goal? Is we get cleaned up and the joy of the Lord oozes out of us. We refresh others. We encourage others. And then we can point them to Jesus. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And if you're not on my email list, I want to encourage you, go to livingasustainablefaith.com. In the right-hand corner, you can press the join my email list. And when I have talks, podcasts, and posts ready for you, I'll send you an email and you can be notified when those are posted. And ladies, I hope you have a terrific week being washed, cleaned, and refreshed by the Lord. I will catch you next time. This is Krista with Living a Sustainable Faith.